Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents... Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Hey guys, it's Danny Murphy, and before we get into this week's episode with Kat Dunn, who is from Big Brother and a huge conspiracy theory head, we talk to her so much about conspiracy theories she believes in, and also this season of Big Brother. But before we get into that, we have a quick message from Casey. Hey, not another true crime fans, this is Casey. I just wanted to let you know that I have made the decision to leave the podcast. It was a tough one, and I have truly loved getting to connect with you all on social media, whether in the Facebook group or on Instagram, and I loved meeting some of you at the live shows. Uh, also, your super secret serial killer traits have been truly amazing to read. You all are very disturbed, especially the people that put mayonnaise on a grilled cheese sandwich. I beg of you to get help. Um, so Danny and Sarah will take it from here. So you know you're in good hands. And please don't hesitate to keep up with me on social media. Reach out to me. I'm at CaseFaceB. And uh, until we talk again, you guys, take some Pinot Grigio shots, drink some Carol Ann's, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine here with my co-host, Danny Murphy. Hey, everybody. And we have a very special guest today. You may know her from Big Brother. It's Kat Dunn. Woo! Yeah. How are you? Um, doing good. Just, you know, as we said before, before we got on the air, just um, thriving through quarantine. Um, Texas is almost completely open, so we're kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. Um, but personally, I'm thriving and conspiring. I love that. Texas like never even went into the tunnel, really. <laughs> Texas is weird. I feel like Texas like does its own thing. I think it's like our mentality because we used to be our own like country that like literally the country is like, hey y'all, we're in a pandemic. Like wear your masks and buckle down. And Texas is like, mm are we though? And we're like, no, really, like, 
here are the hospital records. And then we're like, mm, really? Like, we're going to the bar. But, um, but we did have uh, to-go alcohol. That was a fun change. That's, that's a fun time. That's changed over here too. And that's one thing that I feel like I have changed for the better. I feel like yeah, really I'm, I'm a better person. person. Yeah, absolutely. I also <laughs> love that uh, thriving and conspiring because you have your own conspiracy podcast too. I do. Cool. Yeah. So what kind of, I am always so curious because I feel like everyone always says, what was your first conspiracy theory that you heard that you were like, oh, I'm hooked? Um, I'm trying to, well, so first of all, my podcast right now, it's the Conspire Away Bitches podcast. It's a lot of Big Brother because Big Brother's taken over my life. So if you're listening to this and you're like, ooh, good, like conspiracy podcast. For the next two months, it's like literally just Big Brother with a sprinkle of like Avril Lavigne. Um, oh, yes. Yes. Are y'all behind the Avril Lavigne conspiracy? We, we, I don't know if we believe it, but we've definitely talked about it. Yeah. I kind of believe it. I don't know. That was my first one that I really like dove into. Like, actually, like, you know, it started with like, you know, I saw a Twitter thread and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, what happened? And then by the end of it, I was scared. Like, I couldn't sleep because I was like, you need to tell me that my childhood's a lie. Like, what? <laughs> like what's going on with Hollywood and like the Illuminati and like, how did this happen? Um, yeah. yeah. So I, that was probably, honestly, I don't know. Because the other thing is, is I feel like I'm, I'm just the type of person that I don't really watch a lot of TV, but I get stuck in Google rabbit holes all the time because that's my entertainment. So oh, yeah. I ex I've been exploring conspiracy theories for like the longest time and not really even realizing that I was like, that there were conspiracy theories. I thought I was just like researching, but who knows. So what, what's been the deepest rabbit hole that you've gone down so far? Oh, okay. <laughs> people, are gonna think I'm, people are gonna think I'm crazy. Okay, I, okay, I'm, okay, I'm not, first of all, I have to preface this by saying, because everyone, if, do not turn off the podcast after I say this, because I oh promise you're not crazy, but when quarantine started, I'm not going to lie, I got in that QAnon rabbit hole. Deal. I knew you were going to say QAnon, no! <laughs> but I, so, but don't, don't turn off the podcast, because I, I have to explain, I have to explain. Okay. Um, I, with the thing with conspiracy theories is that I don't always believe them. Like with Avril, I kind of believe it. Mm -hmm. But like other stuff, I'm like, I don't really believe it, but I think it's like a killer Netflix series. Like I think okay. it's like, like I love the like, the creativity behind it and the story. Do I really believe that we live in a world of like blood sucking reptilian elites? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I can't even say that. I don't know. I would say figuratively, but definitely not literally. <laughs> no, I don't. But like the Netflix series behind that, the movie that could be like mm. created behind that is entertaining. So take, I don't believe it, but take what you will from it. I it's, think it's entertaining. It's entertaining for you. It's kind of like when people watch cooking shows that don't cook. You're like, that's a lovely cake. I'll never make it. But I'm curious to see how the fiction how their minds work. Like, where did you come up with this? And they have like the numerology, and they're like, "Oh, they uh, did you see that Donald Trump raised his right hand three times during that speech?" And QAnon wrote the letter three or the number three in this thing. It's like the craziest thing, and I don't know how their minds work. But I have to know more. <laughs> like, I have to like. It's like a um, train wreck. You can't look away. You I can't. feel like the way their minds work is like that game of mousetrap where you would just like drop a ball down a ramp and it would spin around and hit a thing of cheese on a seesaw and then propel into like something else. 
No, but if you ask them, it was all planned. Like how the ball dropped and propelled. Like it's the, the craziest thing. Right. Even when but, they're wrong, they're like, oh, oh, that was part of the plan. Which I do get that part because even when things go wrong in my life, I'm like, no, I meant to do that. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I was making a diversion because you people were on to me. So yeah. So but with that being said, I know that there there are there's a danger in that because I feel like not everyone reads into conspiracy theories like I do. Some people read them and then they're like, this is true. They don't really get the whole like, no, like just like read it for the fun of conspiring or like, like, isn't, you know, like, isn't this funny or isn't this, you know, when this make a cool movie? I don't know. Um, and it does lead to a lot of people's uh, like, they're like, like, I don't know, just like mentally they get in a bad place because they think that the world's ending and it's just, I don't know. So I guess proceed with caution with those. But yeah, I, I definitely got in a rabbit hole with that. A lot of caution. I feel like a conspiracy theory that everyone has, it's always been around, but has gained so much traction this year at least. Are you, do you have thoughts on Free Britney? Yes. Okay, no, I am Free Britney. Okay, so I'm glad you brought this up. Okay, where do we even start? Well, okay, here we'll start in the 90s. <laughs> so, in 1991. So I was born, yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know, I might be older than you, I'm 30. Um, but when Britney came out in her prime, like hit me baby one more time, she was like the queen of pop, like the most beautiful person ever. The, like she did no wrong. I feel like I tell a lot of people that Britney Spears like shaped who I am today because I grew up wanting to be her. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. didn't though? Right? Like, I, I grew up wanting to be Jamie Lynn. No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, okay, so that was because when I realized I was like, oh, I can't be Britney. Then I started like, like uh, copying like my hairstyles off of Jamie Lynn. Because I was like, oh, like, I was like, I want this haircut. And one time when I was, uh, this is a, this is another rabbit hole, by the way. But uh, when I was in um, high school, we went on a field trip to LA. I went to this like ritzy private school that we like literally like went to LA for a field trip, but beside the point. Wow. Um, but yeah, right. But we went to the Dr. Phil show um, to sit in on the audience. And I kid you not, somebody in the audience sitting in front of me, they turned around and they were like, is your name Jamie Lynn? Are you Britney's <laughs> sister? And I was like, okay. no, I just copied What an here. honor. What? I know. I should have said yes. You but, should have said but, yes. Yeah. But no, but no. So Britney Spears shaped who I am today. Love her to death. But the girl's in trouble. Mm -hmm. So I guess, how do I jump into this? Immediately. Um, how would you help her? What would you, what, would you want to, what would you want to happen for her next? No, well, she has to get out of her conservatorship. So, okay, so here's the thing. So they're making changes. So if you know anything about the Britney Spirit, the Free Britney movement, um, you know that back in 2007, when Britney Spears basically went crazy, and of course, we've all seen that, the picture of her, or the videos of her shaving her head, the pictures of her with the umbrella attacking the paparazzi car, which honestly, I feel like as I'm getting older, I get it. <laughs> I'm like, That's a Thursday night for me. Yeah. Yeah, like I like I literally dyed my hair pink over quarantine because I went crazy. Like I was one step away from shaving my head. Like, and if there was paparazzi there, I would have attacked him. Like that's the thing. So I get it. Um, but the thing was, was Britney Spears since the age of 16 has been so sexualized. It's actually disgusting when you go back and think about it, how when she was singing Hit Me Baby One More Time, she was only 16 years old. She was like dressed as this like sexy schoolgirl, and like every guy everywhere during her whole rise to fame, like 
wanted to talk, have sex with her, talked about having sex with her. Her virginity was such a hot topic. Like, yeah. can you imagine being 16 and like dealing with that? It's just yeah, it's not, so gross. yeah, it's not normal. Um, and then like, so she's been dealing with that since a very young age. And then even before that, you know, she was always famous with the whole Mickey Mouse Club thing. Um, and then, you know, of course she had, uh, the whole Kevin Federline thing was going on. She was dealing with so much just everything in front of the world that not a lot of people have to deal with. Like her, you know, having kids, divorce, and people are looking at her every move. They're calling her a bad mother. And there's the whole like, battle for custody. Um, yeah, she go to Starbucks without someone. She has, a, she has a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, Brittany, I get you. I hear you. <laughs> like, I get it. Um, but she, you know, eventually one thing led to another and her dad said that she was not, or her whole family said that she was not fit to take control of her life. So he put her under what's called a conservatorship. Um, but the thing is, is conservatorships are really only helpful for like older people who um, are senile or unable to take care of themselves. Right. We, we did do an episode on the whole mm-hmm. conservatorship. Okay, so- so, so everyone, so we're kind of all up to speed. Okay, more. good, good, good. Because I'll be honest, I'm not like I love conspiracies, but when it comes to explaining them, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like conspiracies for dummies. <laughs> but yeah. But anyway, so I have y'all recapped since she's um, since the the changes in the conservatorship. I think the last episode we had done was when they were supposed to have a hearing, but then it got zoom bombed, so it they had to bombed, move. Yeah. Was that? So we haven't talked about how, like, Jamie Lynn now has control. Yeah. There's actually a lot of updates we haven't discussed yet. Okay, so good. We're here. So, (laughs) wait, did y'all, by any chance, deep dive into the coded messaging that she's sending people? In her songs? Oh, with the yellow shirt? Oh, the shirt? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, she wears five shirts from Kohl's. I feel like there's no hidden messages there. Yeah, she doesn't doesn't have that many shirts. No, but there is. Okay, we have to talk about the Mars one. <laughs> she probably doesn't have many shirts because she is on a tight allowance. But anyways. Right. But so she, when she did the whole like yellow shirt thing, whatever, then somebody on TikTok by the name of, it was something Mars. Let me figure it out. Oh, Mars uh, Monroe, Monroe, who goes by Moonwalk Mars, did this whole video that was like, y'all, Britney's in trouble. And this is really what set off the whole like social media wave of Free Britney. He was like, Britney's in trouble. She is, um, you know, she, someone said to wear a yellow shirt if she's in trouble. And here she is wearing a yellow shirt and blah, blah, blah. He comes out of this video, goes viral on TikTok. The next day, Britney Spears posts a random photo of Mars Oh. On her Instagram. And it was like a stock photo of Mars. So it was like, why? She loves a stock photo also. She lives on a Getty image search. Yeah, Getty image, yeah. But why would she randomly post a photo of Mars unless it was a shout out to Mars Monroe, who posted this video that went viral, telling him that he was right. Or that he was on the right track. Okay. Right? Okay. (laughs) <laughs> there's a, okay there's some stuff there all right all well right, but then right. so it gets even weirder so then now mars monroe aka moonwalk mars is nowhere to be found he deleted his tiktok what what or did he delete his tiktok or did they did it get deleted mm. well, now I'm I'm, all i'm gonna say is that britney spears's father has a lot of power 
he does for someone who I'm like, what are you, like, no, I don't want him to. Yeah. I just want her, I want her, all I want for her is to move to like Louisiana and paint and just like get it. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. So here's the thing that I don't get, though, is... Like, y'all watched, or I didn't, but she was, because uh, I don't watch TV, so I feel really bad. She <laughs> was the get, she was the host, or the um, judge on America's Got Talent. America's Got Talent, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. The, all those talent shows sound the same way. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a TV show expert, just conspiracy expert, whatever. Um, she was so normal when she, 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 like, I mean, I think she's always been, like, a little bit. I think because of her upbringing, she's always been, like, a little bit, like, maybe socially awkward a little bit. Well, because she's never had a normal conversation in her life, also. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly, it's how we all are after quarantine, socially awkward. Oh, yeah. Literally. But, so she was always, like, a little bit, like, you're, like, okay, she's, like, obviously, like, been raised on a whole different level than everyone else. But she, when you look at her, like, social media videos now, she's completely different than how she was just like a year ago. That's true. Yeah. It's, it's, it is. Yeah. And not only that, but her teeth, have you noticed her teeth? Yeah. Did she always have that gap? We've talked no. about that. No, she didn't. Is that where Mars is? Who knows? You know what I mean? I, I don't, I can't explain it. But what, but what would cause that? I have no idea. Okay. So, okay. Actually, um, okay, Mike, I think like, you have some ideas, Kat. Stop holding out. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, but I, well, I already mentioned QAnon, so I shouldn't have let in with that because now people are like, oh, she's crazy. I promise you, let's everybody forget what I said about QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this is a conspiracy that I saw that I don't believe, but I think it's fun. Okay. I saw, I saw a conspiracy that she was a clone and that the real Britney, they're keeping off social media. Okay, this one actually is more believable to me than the Avril theory. 100%. I could much, much easily believe that, that the Britney that we see now is a clone than that Avril Lavigne is a clone. Melissa. Yeah. Because the Avril Lavigne one, I'm like, guys, I think she just like... She just got a slight nose job yeah. and like, and took some bad direction in terms of like her sound. Yeah. No, like, Sarah. Avril's a clone. <laughs> she's a clone. She was replaced by a clone named Melissa. Yeah, I, mean, I, is I definitely. Melissa also the Britney clone. Is Melissa just doing like she's like a stunt double, but for like celebrities and just going from Canada to the U.S. Britney and Avril Lavigne. She might. Honestly, I don't. I I don't even know what to believe at this point. <laughs> we well, have what to do ask you make of, <laughs> What do you make of um like the new updates with Jamie Lynn and everything? So when I first heard that, I was like, oh good, Jamie Lynn has her back. Love my girl Jamie Lynn. You know whatever. But yeah. then. But then upon further uh, investigation, if you will, there's a really strange clause in that thing, in that whole thing, is that something that they added in was that it like, how if Brittany dies, then Jamie Lynn is the one who, like they added in like a whole new clause of like, basically if Brittany dies. Oh. 
Oh. And I was like, wait, like, why are we already, like, are we killing off Britney? Like, what's going on? I mean, I guess I would be surprised that that wouldn't have been in there already because, like, even I have a will for all my $2 in assets. Ooh. So, I mean, it's kind of weird that like they like, wouldn't have one for in place for her already. Like, That's the Carol Baskin husband That's- will, where it's like, if he dies or is missing. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, That's- I guess that works. Yeah. So it's like... Are we, I don't know. So I think, I think I'm, the conspiracy theorist in me is like, the timing's too weird. Why, like, why are they, why are they, are they trying to kill her off? Like, what's going to happen? Is she going to go missing? You know, who knows? The realist in me is like, just like what you said, Sarah, that's normal. But I don't know. Nobody knows. The thing is like, yeah, I don't know. Because even the whole conservatorship to begin with, like, I, I'm totally like on board. Like if Bernie is not like if, if Bernie is being taken advantage of, like totally free her. But then part of me is wondering like, what evidence did they present to the court to get this in place in the first place? And I know initially, like there was a lot of turmoil going on and it was supposed to be temporary and you know, that I can see, but then like, what did they show them to prove to a judge that this needs to be a permanent conservatorship for someone who was like, I don't know, in their 20s or 30s. So like that, that's like what I really wonder at the end of the day, because I feel like there's a lot that we don't know. No, Sarah, we know everything. We know everything. No, I'm kidding. I know. But man, why do you have to think about all of this so like level headed? I know. <laughs> Sarah should be like a lawyer because she like actually goes with the facts and I'm just like, Brandy! Yeah, it really <laughs> <laughs> We have to free her. Okay, so uh, I know you said that you don't want to Like, let's TV, free but... her if she wants to be freed. I'm cool yeah. with that. I think she does because she was sitting I think she does too. I, but I, but I guess, okay, so now I have my thinking cap on. Now I'm thinking like Sarah does. Is, yes. is an interesting is something interesting is maybe she does want to be freed but maybe she should not be but i'm not i'm not saying that but i'm saying like maybe like maybe they really do know what's best for her and you know well, there should know. be a little like more freedom for her but not like the whole shebang type of thing. it is sad that she doesn't have access to her money like she should be living her best life like she yeah. should be living the beyonce lifestyle going out you know vacationing with her boyfriend you know wearing all the designer clothes but she doesn't have access to like her millions that that part is ridiculous and so is just the sheer threshold of her allowance like it is laughably low like let this girl blow her money on a few bmws or whatever like she earned it and what are they hoarding that wealth for yeah, she's out there you know, doing like her circus life when she's, right. yeah, she's making the money from circus, yeah. Right. It's one thing to be like, okay, we don't want her to put herself in financial ruin. That's fine. But like, but I think we read that she spends like a hundred grand or 200 grand a year and like, and way more than that in conservatorship fees. So it's kind of like, who are you really saving that money for? Let her get yeah. a West Elm couch. You know what I'm saying? Like the little things. <laughs> the little things. Yeah. Or I don't know. It's just like I feel like she's been working so hard since she was in the Mickey Mouse Club. Like let her, let her enjoy all of her hard work. And I don't know. I mean, maybe like if she and she could still be under conservatorship. Like people could still watch her, but she might be a lot. I don't know. Wearing better clothes. Yeah. And you <laughs> see, um, speaking of, because I know you don't want to watch a lot of TV. 
but did you see Carol Baskin dancing with the star dance? Oh, when I, okay, so when I say I don't watch a lot of TV, I still keep up with all of the things that trend on Twitter. So I see it all. Okay. <laughs> I just don't sit down and actually like watch it. But what, um, what was your thoughts? Um, the, uh, I guess the fucked up person in me was thinking like, oh, hell yeah, Carol Baskin's on Dancing with the Stars. This is tea. This is good. The other half of me, the Sarah side that thinks logically, (laughs) is thinking, why are you, like, this woman might have murdered her husband. Like, we don't know. There's an ongoing investigation going on right now. And this was an There's ads for it in the episode. Yeah, I know. That, ooh, that's tea. That is the level of tea I aspire to have, by the way. Yes. Honestly, same. If I die, please avenge me through well-placed TV ads. On Dancing with the Stars with Tyra Banks saying, cut to break, yeah. That's my wish. But it's like, but you know what, like, but she kind of deserves it in a way. I mean, I don't know. I talked about the whole Carol Baskin thing with um, one of my friends. He was also on Big Brother. His name's Derek Lavasser. Um, he actually works as like, well, he used to be an undercover cop. Now he like solves uh, unsolved mysteries on the reg. I don't know. Cool. But him and I talked about the whole Carol Baskin thing. And I was like, no, Derek, Carol Baskin did it. Like, she killed her husband. You cannot tell me otherwise. That is, that's what happened. Like, whatever. Husband whacked him. Exactly. (laughs) Those are the exact, I literally quoted the lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) But Derek was like, no, like, it was like, well, yeah, like, it make that would make sense. But then also you have to remember that on the, like, at their little zoo, there were lots of zookeepers that could have possibly been the one that killed him. Um, there was also somebody that was their neighbor, like one of his, like, uh, it was like their neighbor, but like he would, he was doing business with him and he owed him a lot of money at the time. Like there was a lot of undercover dealings that he was involved in that those people might've been the ones that killed him off. It doesn't exactly lead to Carol Baskin. So, yeah, I kind of like, okay, of course, in typical me fashion, part of me is like, Netflix made a good, if not one-sided case for Carol having done it. But then on the one hand, I'm like, why would she put herself in the limelight if she knows that she committed a murder? Then on the other hand, serial killers do that all the time. So the jury's out for me on Carol Baskin, I'll say. Yeah, and she, I don't know, maybe she thinks she has nothing to lose and she's like, or she, I mean, some people are just that arrogant that they think they're too smart, they'll never be caught, blah, blah, blah. I, yeah, so I think like, she's just like, me with my little, like, tchotchkes, I'm good. And it's kind yeah, of with my watch. little leopard print everything. Like, weirdly, DNA can exist and we can find it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, I don't know. I was actually really, I hate to admit it, excited to see that Carol Baskin was going to be on Dancing with the Stars, but um, I know that's fucked up that I think that, but... The tea, the tea is. I think I'd rather see Joe Exotic, like oh, crimes and all. I don't, I don't care. He would, he would be a great performer. Or they should have him do like recap cameras of Carol's performances in prison. Oh my god! Oh my god! Like on ESPN, he could be like the commentator. Yeah, that would be so fucking funny. That would be so good. Also, you know that Joe Exotic would dance to his own songs. Like it would just be so hilarious. It'd be beautiful. That's what Nelly did. So he'd be like Nelly. Yeah. Nelly danced to his own music. 
God, as he, as he should. I mean, as he should, but also unimaginative, but also very appropriate. That's so funny, yeah. Man, I, I need to watch, I need to, do you think she's going to stick around for a long time? No. Or? Not from the look at that dance, it looked, because it looked very much like a senior citizen home doing Zumba, so I feel like she will be out soon. I mean, listen, if the shoe fits. But Did her shoes fit? <laughs> sometimes America votes because, you know, they like, they, I, I for one, want to keep her in to see more commercials. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Watch with it, yeah. I kind of think she'll be gone soon, but like, also, I've literally never watched Dancing with the Stars, so I'm completely talking out of my ass. Oh, I have no clue what any of any of that is. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I used to watch it often, but um... hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, Carol Baskin was definitely that was that was a good grab on their end as far as controversy goes and getting more people talking because here we are here we are speaking of controversy and getting people talking we had to ask you about big brother what the fuck is up with everyone this season it seems like every other day there's some headline about like this person being a racist this person being trash this person saying this shit like what's going on because every day something new happens for what i don't claim them i do not claim them but um I'll, I'll be honest, it's hard because, so on my podcast, since I, I, you know, I told you right now I'm focusing just on Big Brother, um, I actually just released a podcast episode last night, at like, well, I, I, technically this morning, because it was like 2 a.m., but I needed to get it up, um, where uh, we were talking about the recent controversy that was going on with, um, it was Memphis, Nicole, Christmas, and Danny, uh, they were all making fun of Ian, who also just got evicted last night. But Ian is someone who has been very open about being on the autism spectrum. And, you know, watching uh, Ian compete, and of course there's a live feed, so you see everything. You see him in these very stressful situations where he, of course, like develops these like nervous tics. Like for him, he, he rocks back and forth because that's soothing to him. Um, he's, you know, he's stimming. And because these, assholes think that they're better than him I guess they were sitting in this room talking about how like oh like it stresses me out when he's rocking back and forth and then Memphis said how um like how can Ian be one person one day and then completely be another person the other day not like I don't know if he realized that that's actually like a sign of autism or not but like he, they were literally directly talking bad about Ian for his autism and it was really horrible to watch I cried when I saw the clips because I was like how can these people be that horrible towards not only Ian but also the huge fan base of people who have autism or are you know are on the spectrum that watch the show that look up to Ian and then all of a sudden they're seeing him be made fun of so that's terrible So we don't, well, it's not even ganged up on. It's behind his back. So then meanwhile, Ian is over here thinking that one girl's his best friend and um, like just being a kind person to everybody. And it was horrible to watch. Um, But I think bottom line, um, it comes down to 
the, in the Big Brother house, they have people from different walks of life uh, representing, you know, they, they'll have the guy from Tennessee and then the girl from New York and then the dude from LA and the girl from Texas. You know, it's like all these different backgrounds and cultures and whatnot. And we all have different upbringings and some of us have not been raised as well as others, mm-hmm. <laughs> clearly. Um, and a lot of those microaggressions and uh, just ignorance comes out in the Big Brother house when they're under pressure. <clears throat> but a lot of people like to blame CBS for that. But I think it's a problem with society is these people know they're being filmed. So that's the they're craziest having these, part to me. Yeah. They're having these conversations, not realizing that America is going to be outraged by it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's sad. And there was a, um, there was another instance, uh, just recently that actually CBS came to clear the air about, uh, it sounded like one of the guys mm-hmm. who also was the one who was talking about, about Ian. So whatever, whatever about that. Um, but it sounded like he said the N word on TV. There was a night that they were drinking alcohol and he was talking about, um, David, who he's all who he's had a problem with, you know, mm-hmm. for most of the season, for whatever reasons he can explain or not cons- not explain. Um, and he, it sounded like he called him the N word. But then CBS wow. released an investigation where they completely like honed it on his specific audio, his specific mic, and they came out and said that he didn't say it. Mm-hmm. But what did he say? It doesn't make any sense. He said. <laughs> So it sounded like he said David is a N-word, but then it then stopped himself halfway in between that word and rolled over and was like, whatever. I personally, when I heard it, it sounded like he was beginning to say David is an idiot. And then he stopped himself. But then a lot of people were like, why would he stop himself from saying that when he's called it before? Like why like why would he stop himself there? But then the audio check came out and it supposedly was saying, David said Nicole and then stopped himself. Oh, mm. okay. So it's I a very check this audio check, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my mom said. My mom was like, who cleared this audio? The same person that cleared Jackson last season? <laughs> Which is a whole other thing. But, yeah, I mean, uh, what kind of like vetting of these people, if anything, is done? They actually do a lot of intense uh, psychological tests on us. Not intense. I mean, I don't know. We just do like, I say intense. It's not like that our brain's wired up to anything. <laughs> um, we, took, we took a lot of different personality tests and psychological psych tests and things like that. I like to think that they probably choose people that are a little crazy um, in one way or another. Because it's he, television. Like you yeah, want, yeah. You know, and aren't we all like a little, you know, to make good TV, you have to be like a little, a little crazy or a little bit willing to be crazy. Yeah. Um, but. Oh yeah. Well, they also do intense background checks. Like when I was going on the show, um, they did like this whole social media background check and you can request to get a copy of it. So of course I did. Cause I was like, Oh, tea. Yeah. Um, and it was kind <laughs> of <yourself>. interesting. <laughs> Self tea. <laughs> That's some Darjeeling. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> It was kind of embarrassing to see like the different things that they were pulling out from my social media because it was like comments that I had commented back to people like there was uh, call, like from like literally since the beginning of social media. Yeah. Um, but they flagged. Uh, I have I actually have it back up now, but I had this uh, highlight thing on my Instagram from the Beyonce concert. They flagged 
one of her songs that said the n-word i wasn't singing it it was a literal song that was just like playing in the background of my highlight reel of you know her saying the n-word and they were like hey this could be problematic so i was like okay you're right like i'm gonna take it down um while you know while i'm in the show and you know whatever but but it was her it was beyonce's song i mean it wasn't like i was like singing along no but yeah. uh, but that's the level of background check that they do like they literally it's very thorough so you um, think that if these people like were you know, racist, prejudiced, bigoted in their life, then CBS would know about it, right? Mm, or, I mean, I don't know, in the case of Memphis, which again, I'm not gonna be the one that Falat says he's racist because I feel like that's not my place. Um, I also, I feel like he's, I feel like he has a lot of microaggressions, but you know, but it might be in the case of someone like him, he doesn't have, he, he's older, he doesn't really have social media. So maybe oh. these are the things that he just like, personally has been saying to his friends here and there and it never really you know he never really there's, there's no um like digital footprint of it or anything exactly yeah. but um but here's the other thing though is i feel like i'm a little bit i don't want to i don't want to say that i'm like um i don't want to be like i'm not like i'm not like other girls i'm different from the other alumni but when I got out of the house last season, um, you know, and you deal with the whole backlash from Twitter and everything, because you're on the live feeds 24-7. Oh, you're going to say things that mm -hmm. are, that, that offend somebody. Like, I didn't really say any, I didn't, of course, didn't say anything that I was like racist or sexist or whatever. Like, I feel like, I, I mean, I was pretty unproblematic, but um, there were, you know, a couple of things that they're like, why did you say this about this person? Especially when you're like talking about one of their favorites. Mm -hmm. So you kind of get like trolled by their fan base or bullied by their fan base, which a lot of alumni, they kind of loop social media and Twitter and the audience into this whole toxic category mm -hmm. that they're like, oh, like, don't go on Twitter after the show. Don't listen to them. Like, they're, you're going to get bullied online, you know, be ready, whatever. And I feel like the alumni don't learn from their mistakes because they're so quick to write them off as, oh, like, they're just trolling me. They're just bullies. They're just whatever. But really... If there's thousands of people that think that you're racist, like maybe you should like read, like maybe you should think about it Look and be like, more, like yeah. why do they think that I, why do they think that I'm racist? Like, I don't think I am, but why do they think that? Like, what did I say? Like, and like, you know, like for me, there was an instance where I did not get along with this girl named Kimmy, who is a black girl from the season. And she dealt with a lot of microaggressions from other people, not me necessarily that I thought but we just didn't get along. So then when I got out of the house, a lot of people said you had microaggressions against Kimmy. And here I'm thinking, no, I don't. I like, we just didn't get along, but I can't, but so many people were saying that, that I can't realistically sit back and be like, oh, I'm right, you're wrong. So I had to actually do a lot of research and a lot of self-reflecting on myself and be like, why, why is this a microaggression? Why was I wrong for this, you know? Um, so with that being said, I think that all these people in the house have a great chance to become better because Big Brother's not real life. And I mean, if they're gonna be saying things like that on a show, like, I mean, Memphis owns restaurants. He's a, he, like, he's literally someone's boss. Like yeah. he needs to, he needs to get the stuff, this stuff in check before he's faced with some sort of lawsuit because he fired someone for a wrongful doing. It's not saying that he would, but you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of real life scenarios that you can't be racist in 2020. It's almost like, a, hey, these people, this is an instance where people are like, hey, this is something that you do. You might not be aware of it, grow from it. And I love that you're kind of, you took the time from yourself, not just be like, oh, trolls. You're like, oh, actually let me like try to better myself and check in with myself and see what I'm doing and how I can do it better. That's awesome. Yeah.
hard because I'll be honest, a lot of those a lot of those bitches on Twitter are mean. Oh, and, <laughs> and, I still block, and I still block them because they're so mean. But it's like there, like there, there's a reason for their outrage, and he, and like a lot of them, I think they do participate in the whole mob mentality, and they're like, oh, you know, everyone else is doing it, so we're doing it. But now that I'm watching the feeds as a viewer, I'm, and I see this happening myself, I'm like, these people, like, not, I'm not an advocate for bullying, but these people should be bullied a little bit when they get out <laughs> because they just need to, like, think about, like, like, what they did and what they said. And do you have, because I went on Twitter because I haven't been watching this season, and everyone wanted to cancel Christmas, and I really thought it was about the holiday season, and I was like, same. Is, I was like, is this global warming? Is it truly? Is it global warming canceling Christmas? I was but kind of like, Christmas whatever. We're probably not going to have Christmas because yeah, of the pandemic anyway. So, what are your thoughts on what's happening with her? Um. So this is actually perfect timing because so yesterday. So with my podcast, I'm also trying to um, all these things that we're seeing addressed. Just like I said last night, I posted my. Uh, podcast where I was talking about, um, it's called, it's actually called, um, why mocking other people are, what is it? I, it's, it's basically about why, um, oh, I said, why mocking other people's disabilities is a bitch move basically. Um, and then yesterday I recorded, but I haven't released a conversation that I had with, a big brother expert. Um, he has his own big brother podcast and he's, black and he knows a lot of a lot about microaggressions and he's always constantly speaking up for um you know what he sees in the house and why it's wrong so i had him on my podcast and we recorded for nearly two hours to really um break down every instance of the drama that's been happening in the house that's centered around race and christmas was one of them and we both kind of came to the conclusion that we don't think that she's racist. Like we like, so what happened was she nominated two girls, Bailey and Devon, who are, um, she, she vote or she nominated them both for eviction because she said that they were an unbreakable pair. But the interesting thing that Amon said was that Bailey and Devon, like, yeah, they are a pair in the house, but they were, immediately put together as a pair when they entered into the house because they're both black. They mm -hmm. didn't know each other outside the house, but everyone assumed that they were immediately working together. So they had no choice but to work together. And like, and they are great friends. So, I mean, like, so of course, like they're gonna, they, you know, they bonded immediately because they got along, but it was like, but he was like, that's actually part of the problem is as long as there's these microaggressions going on in the house and as long as the white people are, targeting the black people the black people have no choice but to work together so are you meaning to tell me that you're like they like y'all didn't want them in your alliance so they have no choice but to work together and then now you're targeting them for working together like it's like so like that in itself was a very interesting microaggression that i didn't even realize was even a, a thing and i'll be honest i thought that Bailey and Davon were friends too from the very beginning. Like I, so then I was like, oh, I also immediately put them both together, which is a very interesting reflection on my end. Um, so then he, and, but then he also talked about how um, the whole, I guess it was more of like with the fight. So then they had this big blow up fight where um, Christmas, Davon and Bailey were all fighting and Christmas was able to go balls to the wall, angry. I thought she looked a little, psycho but whatever um i mean her name is christmas so i can assume yeah <laughs> yeah 
Um, but then Bailey and Dave on had to sit back because they both been on the show before and they both got what they call the angry black girl at it where they felt like they could not speak out and they couldn't match the same aggressive tone as Christmas because they then had to worry about how they were going to be edited on the show. And they had to worry about how uh, the audience was going to take them for being this quote unquote angry person where Christmas could just put her finger in people's faces and it didn't matter, but they could not really fight to the, I mean, I, they had to tone it down for mm. like, to please society basically. Mm. And that in itself is a problem. Um, so it wasn't really necessarily Christmas that was being blatantly racist or like was a bad person. It was more of like, because of the history of the show and how people are perceived on the show and how people are edited on reality TV in general, they felt like they were kind of backed into a hole and they couldn't mm -hmm. defend themselves, which I totally get. Totally. So, okay, we want to, we have to wrap up. I want to bring this back to conspiracy theories. Um, okay, I'm just going to shoot some at you and tell Ooh. me if you believe it or not. Ooh. Okay. okay. I'm going to say yes to all of them. You're going to say yes? Was the moon landing fake? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. But I think that we've landed on the moon since. I think that the moon, the video that we see of the moon landing is fake. And There's something I love video. about you putting down a monster energy drink saying <laughs> the moon landing was fake. <laughs> <laughs> okay is Katy perry john benet ramsey no and i don't even enjoy that conspiracy i really I, that one doesn't even make sense to me okay last one is chloe kardashian oj simpson's daughter <laughs> yes i'm sorry but she is i'm she with is. you on that one <laughs> yeah. she's beautiful like i mean don't get like but like they're like and she is she's a kardashian don't get me like i mean she she is who she is, but she she looks like she could be O.J. Simpson's daughter. Like a lot. That's a scandal. That would be a scandal. Well, maybe you can get your friend in on it, and he can solve that unsolved mystery. Oh yeah. Well, he's no, he just does. Well, I guess yeah, he does unsolved murders. Oh, in that yeah, case, so we have a whole list to give no. him. That's so we don't, yeah. we, don't want, we don't want him to get in on that whole thing because that'd be a whole nother thing. That's but. a whole nother Ryan Murphy docuseries going on and who has the time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not me. Oh, yeah. Not us either. Well, thank you so much. This was so fun. Oh, thanks. It was so Definitely much fun. Thanks for having me. Hopefully yeah. so, your audience uh, doesn't think I'm crazy. I'm sorry again for bringing up QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell everybody the name of your podcast so they can listen if they want to hear either conspiracies or more Big Brother tea. Yes. Um, it's Conspire Away Bitches with Kat Dunn, available on everywhere where podcasts are available. Um, or you can follow me, follow my podcast on Instagram at Conspire Away Podcast. Love it. Love it. Thanks so much. And you can follow me on Instagram at Sarah Lameem, and you can follow our podcast at NATC Pod. And you can follow me at Cashmere Danny Cashmere with a K. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Betches.